We're learning Masechus Brachas. This is Perik Aleph, Mishnah Aleph. The first three prakim of Masechus Brachas deal with the question of the halachas of Kriyashma. And the first mission here is talking about the time when one says Kriyashma in the evening. As the Pasuk says, Uveshach Vacha Uvekumecha. When you go to lie down and when you get up. Now, because the word Beshach Bacha, which means literally when you lie down, but let's translate it loosely as in your lying down, is ambiguous. The same way in English, in your lying down could mean when one gets into bed, or it could mean the whole time one is lying in bed. There's a basic machlokas tanaim here, but how to understand the time frame for when one could say Kriyashma in the evening. Is it when one gets into bed and goes to sleep in the beginning of the evening, or is it the whole night when normal people are in their beds? The Mishnah begins and says, from, one, from when may one recite Kriya Shema in the evening? The Gemara answers, from the time the Kohanim can enter in to eat their Truma. Now, indeed, this is a rather ambiguous answer. One walks away not understanding when, when one may begin to say Kriya Shema. And this is done by design. By design. First of all, Rabbi Udnasi, when he offered Mishnayos, he had the challenge of deciding how to take the Torah Shabbat Peh and let it remain Baal Peh, an oral tradition, despite being written down. And therefore, Mishnayos, or many Mishnayos, are rather sasum, they're rather um, they're a kind of closed book, a closed circle, which can only be opened up if one still has the Torah Shabbat Peh, a, a Rebbe to be their guide through the Mishnayos. And therefore, one here too needs to understand, can only understand the Mishnah, with the Masora. Now, the, what this is referring to is a time called Seso Kochatan, the time when the stars come out, literally, which is given as the time that three medium-sized stars come out, and Allah actually remarked for three small stars, because we're not experts in deciding what the medium versus small star. Um, but the Pasuk that governs when the Kohanim can the Truma is a Pasuk which says, Uvaha Shemesh Fatahir, when the sun has set and the sky has been purified of the light of day. So once the night sky has become dark and the stars emerge. This particular reference to Kohanim meaning Truma requires some explanation and some background, of course. Truma is the special tithe that's given to the Kohanim. It come with different varieties. The, t- the technicality is not for right now. Um, but it's especially susceptible to Tuma. That is to say, ritual impurity, which can, can be conveyed from a person as a source of tumor or other things, let's say a dead rat and so on. There's a mitzvah to keep truma tahor. And a kohen who becomes tame, ritually impure, may not eat truma. Normally when a person becomes tame, to become tahor, he must go to the mikvah. Some source of tumor require other steps. Like if a person is exposed to a dead body, he might need the, to be sprinkled with the mechatas, with the paraduma water. And if a person, for example, were a zav, he might need to have other procedure done, but always part of the procedure is the mikvah. When one comes out of the mikvah from his, from being Tameh, he still has a vestige of Tumah. He's called a Tvul Yom. The person went to the mikvah and was Tovel on that day. Now the way one speaks about Tumah is the source of the Tumah is called the Av HaTumah, the parent, Tumah source. And then the recipient is one step removed from that source of Tumah. So he's called the Rishon, a first degree separated from Tumah. So, for example, if one has a dead rat, that dead rat is sheretz, and if it's dead, it conveys tumah as an av tumah, as a source of tumah. If one touches the dead rat, he receives tumah, and he becomes a rishon, first degree removed from tumah. 
if one touches that rat and he is a Rishon Latuma, he may not eat Truma because he's Tame and he would make the Truma also Tame. And therefore, he must go to the mikvah. When he comes out of the mikvah, he's not totally Tahor. The Tuma status hasn't totally removed. He has a vestige of it remaining on him. And he's called a Tvul Yom, the person who went to the mikvah. And his status is tantamount, approximately the same as if he were simply a Shein Latuma, a second degree. Now, normally a person who is a second degree removed from the tumor source can't spread his tumor much further, with the exception of truma and kachim. Truma, a special tithe given to Kohanim, and things that have a din like that, like chala, etc. And kachim, which is sacrificial meats and things like that used in the base of Mikdash for korbanos offerings, menachos, etc., and entering the Mikdash itself, entering the, the sanctuary area. Um, those are restricted if a person is a tful yom. A person stops being a tful yom when, as I said before, when the sun sets and the day is gone and a new day begins. So it's an automatic process. When it gets exposed to tumah, he goes to the mikvah, after which case he's a tful yom, a second degree, uh, a sheni latumah. And then after the day passes and a new day begins, he becomes, that vestige goes away. Now, if a person were totally tahor, of course he could eat truma. What would be the question? But certain tumas, even after going to the mikvah, and even after hair of Shemesh, once the sun sets and the day begins, he still has a vestige of tumah. That person, if it's a man, could be a metzora, a person with tzara'as, or a zav. So a metzora or a zav, after they've become tahor, have an obligation to bring certain karbanos. And until they bring those karbanos, they're called emichusar kipurim. Mechusar Kippurim means they lack atonement. And a Mechusar Kippurim has the status of being a Shlishi Latuma, a third step removed. So if a person were a Zav, for example, at the end of the time, his, he's an Avatuma. After he comes out of the Mikvah, once his time is go to the Mikvah has arrived, he walks out of the Mikvah and is a Tvulyom, a Shein Latuma. He still has to wait till nightfall before he becomes, loses his Tvulyom status. But then he's still a Shlishi Latuma, he's still a Mechusar Kippurim, because he lacks atonement, he must bring his korban. So the point of this line of the Mishnah is to teach you that a person who's a mechusar kipurim, who has to bring korbanos tomorrow to a full atonement and purity, in the case of a zav for a man, or a, a mitzorah, so even though they're not totally tahor, they may eat truma once three stars come out. And they'll have to eat truma tonight and wait till tomorrow morning to bring their korbanos because a korban cannot be brought except during the daytime. So that's the starting point from when the three stars come out, the same time that the Kohanim meet their truma. That's for Kriyashma. That's the beginning of Peshach, when people go to lie down in the time of the Mishnah, and that is So today, even though, of course, typical people do not go to bed at six o'clock or seven o'clock in the evening, but the halach is the halacha, that it starts from Tzesukhachavim. What about the ending time when one can stop saying Kriyashma? So that'll be telling the Machlokas, depends on the dispute we said before about what B'shach B'cha means. Is it when you go to lie down, and therefore the window is just the first part of the evening? Or is it when one is lying down the whole night? So the first opinion understands the first way. The window extends until the end of the first watch of the evening. The Ashmura, the night is divided into three Ashmurot, to three different celestial watches with the Malachim. The angels have different shifts doing their thing. And Sof Ashmura Rishona means the end of the first watch, the end of the first third of the evening. That's Divir Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer holds that B'shach means when people go to lie down, 
and therefore after the first third of the night, people aren't going to lie down anymore, and therefore the time to say Kriya Shema has passed, which would mean, to illustrate the point, if a person forgot to say Shema in the evening and he wakes up at two in the morning and says, oh my gosh, I forgot to say Kriya Shema, according to Rabbi Eliezer, it's too late. You can say Kriya Shema all you want, that's just reading Pesukim, but it's not the mitzvah anymore because the mitzvah time has ended. The Chachamim say, Cham Omer Ad Chatzos, a person has until not the first third of the night, but the first half of the night, till midnight. Now it's ambiguous here, it's not clear whether they understand Peshach B'chat to mean the first half of the night, or if there's something else going on. As we'll see in the mission in a moment, they understand, in fact, that the Pasuk, Peshach B'chat, means the whole night when one lies down, but the rabbis push the time up to midnight to protect people from, from missing the opportunity to say Kriyashma and starting too late. We'll come back to that in a moment. Rabbi Gamliel Omer, the third opinion, this is Rabbi Gamliel of Yavna. He's the grandfather of Rabbi Nasi. He's called Rabban because Rabban signified that he was the Nasi as opposed to Rebbe, a generic person of Smith of Mary Israel. So Rabbi Gamliel, the Nasi Omer, Ad Shiale Amar He says, no, you have the whole night from Tzesu Kachavim until Amar HaShachar, till first light, till the dawn in the morning. Because that's the time when normal people are in their beds. From the beginning of the evening till the end of the evening. Now, three opinions we saw. We have a story now. Misa. Misa introduces a story, and this Misa says, Shabo Banav Mibesa Mishnah, his sons, Rabban Gamliel's sons, came from the party one night, like a wedding, for example. Amrulo, they said to him, Lo Karina Shema, and they said, Father, we have not yet said Kriyashma. And the time was already past Chatzos. Let's pretend it's three o'clock in the morning. So the boys come home at 3 o'clock in the morning from the wedding. Chatzos has passed, midnight has passed, and they haven't said Kriyashma. They ask their father, can we still say Kriyashma and get the mitzvah? Because they understand, they knew their father's shita was that you have till the whole night. And they knew the chacham shita was you have until midnight. What they weren't clear about is if normally when there's a dispute between a single individual, a yachid, like Rabban Gamliel, and the rabbim, the rabbis, the halacha goes like the rabbim, like the rabbis, and therefore it would mean that after midnight, it's too late. There's no way to say Kriyashma anymore. So they asked, they, the children, asked Rabban Gamliel, do the rabbis agree with you that the Torah allows saying Kriyashma all night long? And just the rabbis pushed up the time so to protect people as a Durban, as a, as a protective fence, a siyag? Or no, do the rabbis really mean what they say, that it's just till midnight, and after that, it's too late, it can't help. Amr Lahem, so Rabban Gamliel answered them, Imlo Allah Amr Shachar, if dawn hasn't broke, then you still have an obligation to read, meaning the rabbis agree with me that the Torah says, means the whole night long, and there's a rabbinic reason for saying it earlier, to protect people. The mission will say explicitly in the end, that reason Dafka was, so people shouldn't accidentally miss saying Kriyashma. The mission continues on, not only that, not only did the rabbis say you should say Kriyashma by Chatzos, even though the mitzvah is the whole night long, Every place where the rabbi said you have until midnight, the truth is that mitzvah san, the mitzvah, is ad shiala amr is midoraisa, according to the Torah, the whole night long until till dawn. For example, hector chalavim be'varim, the burning of the fats and the limbs of a korban ola. The Bartanur here says a korban tamid, but really truth is any ola offering. Most korbanos, there are eight kinds of zvachim. Seven out of eight are eaten in some way, but one kind, an ola, is totally burned. So if one offers an ola, um, he has to burn it. All korbanos are only brought during the daytime. The offering, the shechita and the offering of the blood happens during the daytime. But the burning 
of the fats and the limbs of an ola can happen even at nighttime. So, hectare, the word hakatara means to burn something to make smoke, as opposed to sreifa, to destroy it. This is dafka to make the reach nichoach, to make the smoke come up and make a pleasing aroma, as the Pasuk would be translated literally, to Hashem. So, that can be done during, and during the nighttime, but it must be done by chatzos, ostensibly. The truth is, the Bartanura Rashi both scratched their heads and wonder where actually in Chazal they said you have to say it by mid, you have to do the burning of the hector of the chalav and menevarim by midnight. There's no Pashat source elsewhere that says that, so it's not clear exactly why that's coming off here. According to the Rambam and the parish Mishnayas, there is a source for that that's in Megillah. Whatever the case may be, here we're saying you have till midnight. The mitzvah for burning the fats and the limbs of an ola is until first light of the next day. A second example, all karbanos that must be eaten in one day, the mitzvah is to finish eating their meat by first light. This is talking about certain karbanos. I told you there are eight kinds of zvachim. So one is totally burned, but the other seven are eaten. Of those other seven, some are allowed to be eaten in one day, and some can be eaten over two days. When they say one day, what do they mean? They mean that you can start eating it from the time you offer it, sometime during the day. Like, let's say today is noon on Tuesday, Yom Shlishi. So you have the whole rest of Yom Shlishi, and then you have the whole night that follows, the first half of Yom Revi'i. That's considered one day. In the base of Mikdash, the day precedes the night, as it happens. So you must finish, according to the Torah, by dawn of the following day of Yom Revi'i. That applies to certain kinds of karbonos, namely a chatas, an asham, and a toda. So those must be eaten in, in one day. And although the mitzvah really allows you to eat them anytime until first light, the rabbi said, no, you have to finish eating by chatzos. Uh, their fear was, of course, that if you eat after the shachar, you have the problem of eating nosar, of eating leftover meats, which is actually an iser karas. So therefore they said you have to eat early by chatzos. So that's also mitzvah and ad shi'alav Although the mitzvah is the whole night long, the rabbi said finish by chatzos. The mission therefore asks, in Cain, if it's true you have the whole night, lama amru chacham mar chatzos. Why would the rabbis in all these cases, by kriyashma, hector chalav me'varm, and in the kabbonos that are eaten in one day, why would the rabbis push up the time and limit you just to finishing by midnight? Kadila harchik es adam in ha'avera, in order to protect people from doing averas, of thinking they have more time than they really have, and before you know it, Time crept up upon you, and the night has passed, and now your opportunity to do your mitzvah has passed. No, I said that badly, I'm sorry. Before you know it, the night is over, and dawn has arrived, and then you've missed your chance to say kriyashma, or burn, or eat your karbonos, and therefore the Rebbe said, finish by midnight, and that way you'll be done in time.